This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 192. veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm so happy to be here recording another episode for you today. It's a beautiful fall day here in Michigan and I'm really looking forward to getting outside to enjoy this beautiful day. I hope you enjoyed the last couple podcasts uh, that I recorded with Brendan Kamarasamy and Marielle Falouse. I thought they were fabulous and I learned so much from each of them. And uh, so I hope that you got to listen to them and got something out of them as well. This past week, I was worrying a bit about my schedule and feeling a little overwhelmed with prioritizing all of the things that I had to do. Sometimes when we're very busy, we start to feel overwhelmed. And this week brought that up for me. I worked a few extra days. I traveled to Lansing. Uh, yesterday to do the Power of 10 program, which I love. The leaders in that group are so interesting and the program is really fulfilling. So if you have a Power of 10 um, program in your VMA, or if you're in Michigan, check out the Michigan VMA uh, Power of 10 group. It's an amazing program and not just because I'm involved in it, but it's just an amazing program uh, throughout the whole country that people get to participate in. Anyway, I've been working today to get my schedule all figured out, and my thoughts have been that I should do so many things, and when I think of that extensive list, it becomes overwhelming, and then I start to feel unhappy. Have you ever done that before? I'm letting my circumstances of my busy, busy life steal away my happiness, and I really don't have anything to be unhappy about. So as I was coaching myself through all the thoughts, the shoulds, I should be, I should feel, I should do, it occurred to me that I have the ability to create happiness anytime that I want, regardless of whether I'm accomplishing everything on my to-do list or not. Even if I'm behind on my housework, even if I'm missing my self-imposed work deadlines, even if I'm recording this podcast at the last minute to get it out for you. So today I want to talk about creating happiness. So before we get into that, thank you all for visiting my website and signing up for my Wednesday Weekly Words. I love making those up for you every week. And if you have any suggestions, just let me know. If you've got something you're struggling with and you want me to address it, in the weekly words or a blog or one of the podcasts, just drop me a line. I just thank you so much for participating with me and coming along with me on this self-improvement journey. As always, if you'd like to coach, just schedule it on my website or email me with a request. I'd love to meet you and work with you. Again, my website is juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Okay, So let's get into this podcast and see if I can help myself and you all learn something about creating happiness. So most of us were raised to believe that the goal in life is to be happy. Our parents teach us this concept by protecting us from life's realities as long as they can. I love the innocence of children 
And I do think it is our job as parents to protect them from much of the ugliness of life as long as we can. But if we don't teach them that disappointment is part of the deal, we are doing them a disservice. And I did this for my kids as much as I could. I do think it's part of our job as parents is our kids' happiness. But if we protect them from every disappointment and they grow up incapable of handling failure and handling disappointment, then we set them up for a mindset of unhappiness. Because many of us believe that happiness is the goal or the destination that we're searching for. We think that if we get what we want or reach a goal, that it will bring happiness. We tend to think that we will have a life of satisfaction if we get what we want. More money, a great career, a family, a home, all these things we think will make us happy. In reality, happiness as the end game is flawed thinking. Happiness is not a destination. It's a state of mind. It's where you are right now. And you don't need or want to be happy all the time. It's impossible to attain. Life is good and bad, up and down. The give and take of life is normal. So let me give you an example or two. Remember when you got your acceptance letter from vet school? You reached your goal to go to vet school. You were happy, you were thrilled, you were excited. Then you got into vet school and there were ups and downs, right? You weren't happy every day. When you could have been, you could have decided that you achieved your goal to get into vet school and every day was happy, every day was exciting. But we all know that there's struggles in school. The expectation that we're not supposed to have struggles in vet school is where the thinking becomes flawed. When you got your first job, happy. Now that you're working, unhappy days, right? Some days are terrible, unhappy. Then you want to be married and you're so happy on your wedding day. Then you start living with your husband. Sometimes days are unhappy, right? It's a flawed way of thinking to think that human life should always be happy. Having kids the same. I love my kids and most of the days with my kids are happy, but I did have a lot of challenges as we all do as parents. Business goals, the same, right? I always wanted to have my own hospital and I did, but man, was it hard. Ups and downs all over the place, challenges. So I always knew this concept that life was a series of ups and downs, but I really didn't think deeply about it until I saw Sean Aker speak at a conference that I attended many years ago. And then I read his book, The Happiness Advantage. And after I saw Sean, and after I read the book, it really started to open my mind up about this whole concept of choosing happiness. Sean is a psychologist that studies positive psychology. And if you haven't seen him or read his work, watch his TED Talk from 2012. It will solidify this concept for you. He presents it in a really strong, interesting way. Anyway, The Happiness Advantage, his book, shares studies of positive psychology that show that people that choose a positive mindset, that choose and work to achieve happiness, are more successful and have less stress in life than those that don't work on happiness. So what's the missing piece? 
there was an article in Harvard Review by Penny Lacasso, and she said the things that make us truly happy are more likely to be human connection, service to other people, and then really learning to be present with and in the moment. And I would add that the knowledge that you can choose your mindset and the thoughts about happiness is part of that equation. So if we realize that we can let go of the thought that we should be happy all the time and embrace instead that we can create happiness, that we will become more settled and more happy in our life. So here's an example from my week. And this kind of illustrates this concept in my life. So Monday I had a hair appointment. I usually have my hair appointments with my amazing stylist, Lisa. And I've been with her for over 20 years. And I always love what she does with my hair. But this month, Lisa had knee surgery. So she took off work and she set me up with another stylist in her salon. So Monday I went to get my hair done. And because I have gray roots... I get them covered up every four weeks or so. And right now my hair is pretty blonde because Lisa has been highlighting it over the past year and we really like it. Or should I say, I did like it. (laughs) So Monday I told the new stylist that I wanted the gray roots covered, which was about a, I don't know, a half an inch of hair. And I didn't want anything else done with the highlights. I told her that we were keeping it light. I just wanted to blend the roots with my hair. And so now you can see where the story's going. So after she dyed my hair, she kept facing me away from the mirror while she was blow drying, which I thought was a little strange because usually the stylist puts you towards the mirror. And But I just, because I'm trusting, I just kind of went with it and I didn't fight it. So when she was done blow drying my hair, I kind of took a quick look in the mirror and I thought it looked dark, but I didn't really get a good look at it. I just popped out of the chair, went and paid my bill, thanked her and went home. Well, when I got in the car and started looking in the mirror and when I got home, I noticed that my half inch of gray roots had turned into two inches of very dark brown roots. And there's a stark line between where my highlights were and where it meets this new brown color. And it's so bad. I mean, like seriously bad. Now, my husband said, you know, probably people won't notice because I was I was mad. I was sad. I was ticked. I went through all the negative emotion. And when I called the salon back after I got home, they were closed. So I had to leave a message and I tried to be kind on the message because I don't want to be one of those clients that, you know, threatens to sue and yells at people over something silly like this. But I had to spend the better part of my evening coaching myself into getting over this feeling of being angry about my hair. My thoughts were things like, oh, this is so embarrassing. It looks like I did my own dye job. I spent money for this. I have to go to a meeting tomorrow with this hair. I have to go to work with this hair. Like all those things. And then how am I going to fix this? Like how do you fix this mess? So (laughs) then I texted my daughter Bridget because I was kind of cycling in this this hair thing and I knew she'd understand and when I texted her about it I sent her a picture of my hair she started me sending me back memes and they were of people wearing scarves over their heads somebody with bowl a bowl over their head getting a haircut headbands hats you get the picture she just started teasing the heck out of me and I started laughing at the absurdity of my emotions about this hair 
and then I started to feel better. But now every time I look in the mirror, I have this little internal struggle with being angry and just accepting that this is my hair right now and I'm just going to have to deal with it. And so I do have another appointment on Friday to get it fixed. Um, so I guess I'll let you know how that go that goes. But anyway, the point is, is that we never know when something will happen that throws us out of happiness and into negative emotion. And then we have to work on our thoughts to handle those feelings so they don't take us down. And you never have control completely over your circumstances in life. But you do have control about how you handle them and react to them. So bless Bridget for pulling me out of anger into laughter. But she had the right idea, right? So this hair example is pretty silly. And it's only hair after all, right? And it sent me into negative emotion for a while. And I'm still struggling with it a little bit. But real problems, such as health scares, grief in your family, work dramas, client dramas, family issues are often much harder to handle. But the same principles apply. The work is just a little harder when you're dealing with really deep, serious disappointment and deep, serious emotion. Now, Penny Lacasso's definition of happiness says, Happiness is being able to ride the wave of every emotion that life throws at you, knowing that you can come out on the other side just a little bit better than you were before because you have the skills, the resources, the positive mindset, and the support structure, people around you, to make that happen. Sean Aker says, Happiness is not the belief that we don't need to change. It's the realization that we can. If we study merely what is average, we will remain merely average. Without action, knowledge is often meaningless. For me, happiness is the joy we feel striving after our potential. So that's Sean's thoughts on that. So I came up with a few challenges for you on how to change and feel more happiness and get a more happiness-focused mindset. So the first recommendation or the first lesson for you is don't expect to be happy all the time. And maybe another way to say it is expect the unexpected. Now, I was a little bit uneasy going into the hair salon because it was someone I wasn't familiar with. But because I'm an optimist, I just figured everything would be fine. I thought Lisa would tell her what color to use. She should know exactly how to handle hair because that's what she does for a living. So I was really relaxed when I was there. But because I expected that I was going to come out of the salon with perfect hair, I was disappointed. And so that was a good lesson to me to not expect to be happy all the time. Like, why shouldn't I have bad hair for a week or however long this hair lasts? I don't know. And it's only hair after all, right? So just the idea that we need to expect something bad to happen, not sit there and worry about it, not focus on it, just be open to the possibility that something bad might happen today will allow you to work on the happiness mindset or at least stay in the happiness mindset until something bad does happen. Because focusing on bad things happening is anxiety and worry, right? And we don't want that. But we also want to be secure in the knowledge that life is good and bad. 
and that we need to expect that. And another thing we can do is focus on priorities. Because when you're constantly busy and you're focusing on all the things that you have to do, you'll rob yourself of noticing the things that are actually making you happy. So it would go something like trying to change my definition of my life is too busy to maybe my life is active and full. So it's really saying the same thing, but in just in a different happiness bent. When I think I've got so many things to do, I feel overwhelmed. If I think I have so many opportunities for growth today, I feel excited. And another thing you can think is I'm focused on my priorities today. We've talked before about prioritizing your day. And if you can do that, that will help you let go of the trivial things and get to work enjoying the things that you have in front of you. So if I stay focused on this hair thing all week, I'm not going to get anything done. But if I just slap it up and try not to worry about what other people think, because I doubt that they'll say anything to me, right? They might think my hair looks wacky, but they're not going to say anything. Then I can just move forward. When I think about people that I admire and consider successful, I think of those people who are free and generous with their time. People who know their priorities and spend time doing the things that matter to them. I want to be the person that lives to serve my family, other people, and then I feel most successful and settled in my life when I care for myself and then contribute to others. So it could be connecting with my family and friends, life coaching my clients, that always makes me feel good, or helping the pet owners and the pets. My time and dedication to myself and other people are what makes me feel happy and authentic and then successful. So those are the kind of things I want you to think about and work on. And if you do that, then you can create and define your own success. You get to choose what success and happiness means to you. So be specific and take some time each day to work on yourself and learn about yourself. Another thing that helps with this mindset of happiness is to be open to questioning your negative thoughts. Be curious and open about your life. When you remain open and curious to the possibilities of all of the situations that you're in, you will be better able to problem solve and think differently. When I was struggling with the hair situation, I thought, I guess this will be a good opportunity for me to practice working on myself and coaching myself today. So sometimes it takes creativity to find the lesson in the struggle, especially when it's something big, like the hair is trivial, right? But when you have something big like a health challenge or a family issue, you can get really deeply buried in self-pity and stress and anxiety and depression, right? But if you try hard enough to stay open to any little joy that comes with the situation and any little lesson that may come from it later, then you might be able to see the lessons that are coming with this challenge. And I don't want you to think I'm being flippant about this because I have been in situations that are very, very, very sad, very, very deep family struggles that are horrendous, right? And so in those times, that happiness mindset 
You don't want it to be there. You want to be able to be open to the grief, open to the challenges, open to the negative emotion, but you can also work a little bit on the lessons that are right before you, even if it's just handling those negative emotions, right? So even though this podcast is about the happiness mindset, understand that I'm not saying I want you to try to be happy all the time. I don't. I just want you to be open to processing your negative emotion, handling it well, and then being open to whatever it's trying to teach you. And that leads into this next point. Be open to questioning your negative thoughts. Be curious. When you remain open and curious to all the possibilities of the situation you're in, you'll be better able to think differently, better able to cope. And then know that as you're trying to create more happiness in your life, as you're working on handling negative emotion and creating positive emotions and happiness, it's going to feel uncomfortable because now you're challenging your chihuahua brain. You're challenging the negative part of your brain that wants you to stay in the cave. It doesn't want you to push. It doesn't want you to feel that negative emotion. It doesn't want you to be open. It wants you to stay stuck. Feeling stuck is a function of your thoughts. And it's a function of your thoughts about your current circumstances. So you may feel overwhelmed with work stress, adverse life events, pressure to make big decisions, pressure to make many decisions, as a lot of times happens at work. And that chronic stress will cause you to retreat. And it'll cause you to stop moving forward. Then you start to begin to compare yourself to other people. And then you start to think that they are accomplishing great things. And then you go into shame, right? And that shame isn't motivating. It's not going to help you move forward. So be aware that when you start stepping out of your comfort zone, you'll feel fear. And that fear will try to hold you back. And some of that fear comes from perfectionism. And perfectionism will always keep you stuck in unhappiness. So in order to work on this happiness mindset, you might have to set some boundaries. You might have to say no to things that don't serve you. Because growth comes when you are pushing away from your comfort zone. And sometimes that's saying no. You know, I'm a people pleaser and I don't like to say no. In fact, when I had to call the salon because I was upset about my hair, I struggled a little bit because I wanted to be kind, but I also wanted to be honest and say, you know, this hair looks so bad, I could have done it myself. Like, I would have done a better job myself. And so I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to hurt the stylist's feelings, but I also want to make sure that I get this remedied, right? So just be aware that this is some kind of work that you have to do each time a negative circumstance comes up. All of your faults, all of the stuff that you keep in that chihuahua brain, all of your stories will come out. You know, that people pleaser in me comes out, that impatience in me comes out because I don't want to go back to the salon and spend two more hours getting my hair done. I already spent two hours there. You know, those things that I know I need to work on come out when we're challenged. So what I want you to get out of this podcast in this 20 or 30 minutes that we're talking together is I want you to think about the happiness mindset 
as caring for yourself, working on yourself, and creating more space to challenge your thoughts about your life and knowing that it's in your power to become more happy. So getting rest and caring for yourself, taking inventory of your happiness, question your priorities, and then really learn what happiness means to you. Because we all have a little bit different definition, right? Happiness to me means being really busy and challenged and pushed and all the things, even though my body and my brain scream at me to stop challenging myself, really deeply on a deep level, those challenges make me happy. So once you know what you need to know about yourself, you can begin to take some action steps towards creating some happiness progress. Successful, happy people know themselves well. They put themselves first and they work on their self-development. And that's what I want for you. Happiness should not be your goal. It's more about choosing to just be in the moment. And it sounds impossible, but when you change your understanding of what happiness is and what you would like it to be, it's more of a choice. It's not a destination. Then when you start thinking that way, you'll notice yourself allowing yourself to feel more happy. So let me go back and just try to do a really quick summary of what I want you to get from this podcast. Because sometimes I know I get a little bit wordy and, I, and maybe I'm a little unfocused and it might be confusing to you. So first of all, don't expect to be happy all the time. Focus on your priorities. Define what success and happiness mean to you. Be open to questioning your negative thoughts and what's in there in that chihuahua brain and be curious about what's happening in your life and trust that creating the happiness mindset will feel uncomfortable as you push that chihuahua brain of yours. Okay, so I have two quotes for you before we wrap up. One is from Wayne Dyer and it says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that's a really simplistic way to say that you can you can power over that chihuahua brain of yours and decide to think whatever you want. But remember, it's not a switch. Don't think that it's not going to take some effort. And then the second quote that I have for you is from Lee Rose and Kathleen McGee Anderson. And it says, there is pain in staying the same and there is pain in changing. Pick the one that moves you forward. And as I'm reading those quotes, I'm thinking that I might have shared them with you before. So if they're repeats, I apologize. Um, But I thought those were both really accurate and um, kind of spoke to what we're talking about today. So I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please share it with anybody that you think may need to hear it listen to the interviews that I do. There's so much variety in the people that I'm finding and it's really exciting and I hope you're getting something out of it. I certainly am. And if you need anything, reach out to my email, jacapelldbm at gmail.com. Have a beautiful, happy week. Bye.